Welcome back to Hoops HD, everybody. Woo-hoo. It is the season finale of Championship Week Video Notebook, day number 13. Uh, everything is done except for final five more games, five more championship games coming up on Sunday, and or is it six games? Either five, I think it's five games on Sunday. It's five, yeah. And then, and then the field will be announced uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time or so. Uh, it was an exciting game, lots of championships, so we got a lot to get to here. Uh, I'm your host, Chad Sherwood. We've got Papa David Griggs over there, David Dorn below him. John Sleeka is in the process of joining us. He'll, we'll get his video up here in a second. Uh, news and notes. Uh, any news and notes? I don't have any. Uh, anybody get – yeah, nobody got fired today, fortunately. Well, there, there was um, there's a few in the small conferences. I don't you didn't hear anything ma- in the major conferences. Oh, Rick Stansberry maybe. resigns yeah. from Western Kentucky. Uh, Rick Pitino has been offered 27 jobs. <laughs> all, all, all in the Big East. All 27 in the Big East. And he's <laughs> taking most of them. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Let's get right to our uh, – conference tournaments here let's see if we can get the screen share to work correctly today uh that is not where i want to start i want to start over here in the <laughs> acc it was acc championship game today duke and virginia uh dorman duke uh very impressive i thought duke very impressive uh philip kowski uh is playing at an all-american level he is just basically unstoppable uh, he's got an outside game where he can hit threes. He's big enough down low. He's strong enough down low. He's a much better player than he was two months ago. And I really, as he's gotten better, the the players around him have gotten really, really strong. Roach at the point guard for Duke was really good this tournament and just came through for some really big plays. Virginia started to get close a few times, and Roach said, uh-uh, and he just made sure his team wasn't going to lose. Uh, I love Bennett's team. I think they're fantastic. They can go a far way, uh, but Duke was better tonight. And, 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 and Griggs, how wow. about this, this Duke profile now? We made a case during our mock committee that this team should be on the four line. And, and here's here's what is unbelievable to those that have followed us all year long. I, I agreed with it. Uh, they did. They beat three tournament teams away from home. One solid protected seat away from home in Virginia. And I, I don't think it's an issue of them playing up on one given day. I think it's an issue that they are up. And it took them a while to get there. It took them about till mid to late February, but they are there now. And I think their profiles here too, they had the chances that they needed. But when you beat Virginia, Miami, who we also have seated pretty high, and Pitt, who we have in the field, that 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 look at how good this profile looks now. And look at how good they looked on the court. All those wins by double digits, by the way, against really good teams. Yeah, it was a it was <laughs> Really good. Um, Salika's not quite back, or maybe he's waiting. You know, maybe Salika's waiting until after we do this next conference before he comes <laughs> back. Uh, he's a Xavier guy, and uh, Griggs, they kind of no-showed against Marquette in the Big East Championship game tonight. Yeah, I, I, I think it was 32-11 to 11 at one point, or 31-10. to 10. Marquette just sprinted out of the gate, and Xavier never really caught up. Kind of a disappointing and frustrating day for Xavier, especially after looking so good, uh, certainly in the semifinals. Uh, not, not not so much against Nepal, but uh, I was more impressed with Marquette and, and really have been for a long time than I was disappointed in Xavier. 
this is a really good Marquette team, and, and they just poured it on the day. This team can go far. And our mock yeah. committee put this team on the two line, and I think that this is exactly where the real committee is going to do with this team tomorrow as yeah. well. I, I yeah. you know, just think they should. I knocked, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you guys. I knocked their defense. I love their offense. I knocked their defense during the year. This weekend in New York in the Garden, they played. Their defense showed up. Their defense was extremely impressive. Sleek, any thoughts on the game now that you joined us? <laughs> I think it was a I think it was a good defensive practice for Xavier. Just completely ignore what they did on offense throughout the championship here. <laughs> right. Let's uh keep going here, Sleek. Let me stick with you because we had the Big Twelve Championship game. It was close for a while, but then Texas kind of put their foot down despite the fact that they were a little bit shorthanded. A twenty point final win over over KU. Of course, another interesting factoid is Neither of the coaches that started the beginning of the year were present on the bench, obviously, with Chris Beard being fired and uh, Bill Self having to go through a uh, medical procedure. But at least Self will be back on the bench for the NCAA tournament for the Jayhawks, we hope. But it's also a big win for Texas and that this will likely vault them up to the number one seed line in, in a number of brackets. Yeah, we did we, in our mock committee. We'll show it at the end here. But one of the last things we did, we seriously considered Texas, and uh, we'll show it at the end of the show whether they made it there for a one line as well as Kansas. Griggs, I know they were without their head coach, but I don't think they're the number one team overall anymore. No, and um, still on the one line, still a fantastic year, still a, a really good team, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're the number one overall team anymore. And uh, it, it everybody that's been watching us for a while uh, knows that I've been banging the drum for Texas. We'll, we'll see if it gets if they get all the way up to the one line tomorrow. I guess. But uh, what a win! They just I mean, I mean they won. I I I think it was it was fifteen Big Twelve wins. That's that's as many as Kansas had by the time it was over, and they beat Kansas twice, including a blowout win today. Dorman, you're our Pac-12 guy, and you are an Arizona guy, and what a game and what a finish for for your Wildcats, Pac-12 tournament champions. Uh, fantastic finish. Courtney Rainey hit a huge three to give them the go-ahead lead, and they didn't relinquish it. UCLA had a shot at the buzzer to win, but it went off the front of the rim. Uh, fantastic game back and forth. Uh, this, the offense wasn't beautiful. But it was a slug it out Arizona UCLA rivalry, high intensity NCAA tournament, uh, regional final, final four game intensity atmosphere. Uh, Las Vegas, the T Mobile Center was absolutely rocking. Um, I expect both these teams to be on the one and two lines tomorrow. Um, and both have big dreams of a championship. UCLA down a man and maybe two. Um, I've said it before this week. It hurts them defensively. It really does. He's a lockdown. I, I can't think of his name right now. Jaden Clark. Thank you, Clark, is a lockdown defender. He is amazing on the perimeter. He guards the, guard, the opposition's great guards and scores, and he is going to be missed next weekend. Yeah, and, uh, and and it and it even had a blow by handshake at the end, and it wouldn't be UCLA Arizona otherwise. Yeah, UCLA probably can't get the one line now. I I mean I think it'd be they got an outside shot at it, but I think they're probably on the two line. Uh, Arizona, good shot at being on the two line as well. We can see both these teams. Yeah. In fact, it's two seeds tomorrow. Would not shock me. At worst, it's three seeds. Um, 
Griggs, it was the Mountain West Conference Championship game between San Diego State and Utah State, and uh, and Utah State was right there, uh, but did not get the win. San Diego State, we all knew was going to be the field no matter what. Uh, now Utah State, they might be sweating some tomorrow. I think they'll be sweating. I, I do like them on the court a little more than what their paper looks like. I, I know that we've been beating up, well, one guy in particular has been beating up this conference pretty bad, but... You know, if you think San Diego State is is a solid six, which which I think we all do, then Utah State being able to stay right with them probably indicates that they're at least an eleven. Uh, I, I think they belong in as far as the generic thirty four best goes, despite not having the big profile. But you made a point, Chad. If you wanted to pull up the profile and pretend that it isn't Utah State, but that it is Hofstra or, you know, Florida Atlantic or Akron or somebody like that, people would be gushing all over this. Right. It, because if it, if it was, this was, if this was the profile, now remember there are two bad losses down here, but still, yeah. if this was the profile of a, of a real true under the radar program, this would be, be everyone's darling. But since it's Utah State, uh, kind of one of those mediocre in between conferences, uh, you know, everyone just wants to bang them, but they've got some metrics here, and I'm not a huge metrics guy, but they're just through the roof. The 18 net, the 11 KPI, the 18 Ken Palm. So it's both in the resume and the predictive metrics that are loving them. I don't see this team left out, but I do I see either. them. I do see the Maybe lack either. of any real wins against anybody that's solidly in the field here. Uh, now, Boise State probably going to be in, not definitely going to be in. Uh, I see that that probably knocking them down to a double digit seed, maybe even sending them to Dayton. Yeah. Uh, I see the mountain West getting three bids. I see Boise state, uh, San Diego state comfortably in. And if you watch the, the Utah state play basketball, they play the part. This is one of the country's top teams that I believe will get an at large bid. I, I think this team's extremely strong. Um, they were right there today with San Diego State, and I think they'll be included in the field come tomorrow night. Stalika, we had a potential bid thief situation in Conference USA. If UAB had been able to upset Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic really struggled in their semifinal. Uh, Not the case today, though. They were not going to let Jelly Walker beat them again like they did down in Birmingham. So teams like uh, Rutgers, Utah State, all sending gift baskets to Florida Atlantic Mm. for uh, (laughs) holding on to the Auto bid in Conference USA. And how dangerous, Griggs, is this FAU team once they get in? I mean, we're looking somewhere between the 7 and the 10 seed line, I think, for them. I, I think very. I, I think they're particularly dangerous in the round of 64. By the time they get past that point, assuming they're playing a protected seed, I, I think they're swinging a little bit over their head. But this team had a really good year, and you kind of have to look at the profile and, you know, peel back the onion a little bit to see it because it isn't necessarily quad ones that drop jump out at you. But they were everybody's showcase game in conference when they went on the road. There's a lot of decent teams in Conference USA, like UAB, you, you know, like North Texas, uh, just to name a few. Middle Tennessee is another one uh, uh, where it's hard to win on the road. Charlotte's another one, and they and they managed to do it all but one time, I think. They only had three losses all year. What they did was hard to do, uh, and they deserve to be in. They they should be in the 7-8 range. 
With uh, all due respect, I hate onions. I'm allergic un- to onions, and I want to fire them into the sun. Okay, me, me, I do as well. Uh, okay, we really, I don't know where this conversation just went. I don't know why we're talking about what we're allergic to. Dorman, America East Championship game. This started off the day, and uh, Lola was game. in there for a while, but then uh, but then Vermont uh, did go ahead and, and, and get that W and back in the big dance again. Back in the big dance, Burlington was rocking this morning. Uh, but like you said, uh, UMass Lowell was uh, in the game well in the first half. They uh, hit some big shots. Uh, they pushed Vermont, um, but too much, uh, too much Vermont, too much catamounts in the second half. They had a big uh, three and got fouled. It was a four-point play with about three minutes to go. That sealed the victory. The catamounts will be dancing. They'll be dancing and losing in the first round. Uh, Griggs, a yeah. uh, team that may not be losing the first round, got, got the auto bid out of the Big West. Uh, UC Santa Barbara pulled away late from Fullerton. Yeah, real real impressive showing both in the semis and the finals. Uh, and then the way that they pulled away from Fullerton, they get the win, 27 regular season wins, the most ever for that program. And this program's had some good teams in the past. Uh, I, I don't know where they're going to land, probably the 13 or 14 range, probably overmatched, but not so much to where they don't have a chance. Right. Uh, Stalika in the Metro Atlantic. Uh, Rick Patino is back in the big dance, although the last place Maris Red Foxes had this game, t- came back and tied this game the second half before I want to put their foot down. That was right about the uh, 10 or 9 minute mark. And then, as, as you noted, Iona just got rather angry. They weren't messing around anymore, and they just closed out with a 21-point surge, and Rick Pitino will be going back to the tournament. Yeah, uh, he'll be... You know, he may not be coming home with his team. He may be going somewhere (laughs) else after after they're done playing, but uh, for now, he is Probably going to the tournament with the Iona Gales. Uh, yeah, how how uh, funny would that have been at the press conference today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad to be back in the NCAA tournament, and I'm glad about my new job. Uh, Dorman Mid American Conference Championship game. Uh, we expected a good game, and you know what? I mean, most of this tournament ended up being full of blowouts uh, at the end of the day, including the championship game at the end. Yep, Kent State uh, held Toledo at arm's length the whole way with about three and a half, four minutes to go. They put on another five, six-point surge, got it up to 10, and at that point, Toledo was done. Uh, The MAC is a better conference than they have been in the last four or five years. This is better basketball. Kent State has a real chance in the round of 64, uh, depending on the matchup. They are not big down low. So if you get a team that's guard-oriented, they can hang with them. We'll see who the matchup is, but I really like the Golden Flash here. Yeah, yeah. Kent State a real good defensive team, but uh, if they can put up nine, like if they can score in the round of 64 like they did today, they can beat anybody. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was a team that, you know, even though they were the two seed, they led the conference most of the se- for a good portion of the season. And uh, uh, quite honestly, I think I like this Kent State team better than Toledo. I think they're the most I, dangerous I do too, team yeah. coming out of this conference. I, I uh, do too. Very dangerous. Uh, in the MEAC, we had a hell of a championship game between Howard and Norfolk State where Howard was down four with about 15 seconds left, hit a three, immediately got a turnover, got fouled, a pair of free throws from Jelani Williams, a missed, free, missed shot at the end by Norfolk State, and the Howard Bison for the first time since 1992 back in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Salika, how about this team and uh, are they on their way to Dayton? 
Probably <laughs> on the way to Dayton, but wherever they go, Gus Johnson will be following them. <laughs> Gus Johnson, a Howard alum, but congrats to Howard, the best team in the District of Columbia by far. <laughs> yeah. Georgetown. Uh, yeah. Um, GW, uh, American. Mm-hmm. They are. They're, they're yeah. Mm-hmm. Griggs, how about the SWAC championship game? Uh, you know, I, I, I was patting myself on the back for correctly picking Grambling over Texas Southern in the finals, but I didn't quite get there. If Grambling was not able to finish off a, the huge comeback. Yeah, Actually, Texas, I, think did, I think they did tie it up after being down big, but then Texas Southern got the win, yeah. Yeah, and Texas Southern jumped out early. Grambling had to fight back to get back in it, and it looked like when they did draw even, I thought, okay, here we go. Grambling's on their way, but uh, – Texas Southern holds on. Uh, They won three games in this tournament, all pretty exciting games, and they had to win a game, or was it two, uh, the last week of the season just to get the eighth spot there. So, uh, you know, this this was about their fifth straight elimination game, I think. And and on top of that, this team going in with 20 losses in the NCAA tournament, which I believe is either the record or ties the record. Uh, I also think there's a good chance they're going to be matching up with Fairleigh Dickinson or Southeast Missouri, probably FDU in in, in a game yeah. in Dayton. Uh, I think I think I, I think this team is going to win that game. I think this team is going to be coming getting out of this round of 64. Uh, I'm sorry, out of the first four and into the round of 64. Uh, yeah. They are playing very good basketball. They, they right really now. are. Yeah, and I don't know where this came from. Good grief! Well, uh, they were injured. Johnny Jones, Johnny Jones yeah. and, and this, Back you know, and there was a lot of injuries all throughout the season. Yeah. Here, they fight. They are healthy at exactly the right time. Yeah, uh, Dorman. Last championship game for the day that we got to get to is uh, is the WAC championship that just finished before we started this, and uh, Grand Canyon. Uh, you know. Kind of looked like Utah Valley did against Southern Utah, except they didn't allow the comeback. The Lopes led from start to finish. They jumped out to a 12 point lead about eight minutes in, and they never gave it up. Uh, they weren't going to let Southern Utah back in the game. Uh, I felt Southern Utah looked a little tired. I, I really did. They tried, they wanted to get fight to get back in it. I just felt they were dead. The legs, their shots were short a lot. It just, they didn't have the energy like they had last night. I felt they put so much energy into coming back last night. And then you have to like, you're up late and you got to come down and relax. And physically your bodies are just uh, drained. And I feel like they really hurt them, but uh, take no credit away. Grand Canyon is a formidable opponent. Uh, I think they'll be on the 15 line. And if the committee has a sense of humor, maybe Grand Canyon Baylor, Drew versus Drew. Uh, Bryce versus Scott. That would be a heck of a, a fun little game there if it happens. Uh, it was Big Ten semifinal day. And Salika, starting with the first game, Ohio State actually jumped out early on Purdue, but uh, Purdue had a big run right before a 21 to 5 run to close the first half. Uh, and took over in the second half and Zach Eady, amazing 32 points, 14 rebounds in this game today. And this was also one of the last uh, bid thieves that was still lurking in the weeds, but Ohio state, their season is going to mercifully come to an end. Now Purdue, uh, Griggs tomorrow gets Penn state who uh, did it again. Yeah, they did. And they ruined a third Indiana Purdue game. You know, what would have been a fun rivalry game leading into the selection show. Um, <laughs> Indiana had a huge run late. They almost actually caught up like at the last minute, but yeah. uh, not quite enough. But uh, what about this game, though, Griggs? Purdue Penn State tomorrow, the championship. I, I like how both of them are playing. I've, 
more so Penn State. Like Purdue, as you mentioned, not all that impressive today. I, I thought that they played well against a, a Rutgers team that fought really hard yesterday, but I, I think Penn State might win this. Uh, really? I, I'm going to pick them, yeah. All right. I think I, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. Uh, Dorman, SEC semifinal day. Uh, Alabama, Missouri was close for about a half. Uh, then Bama pulled away. A&M kind of just beat up on Vanderbilt, too. Yes. Uh, I'll go to the first game first. Alabama and Missouri. Missouri was in it, like you said, for at least the first half, probably 25 minutes. Um, Alabama, too much uh to me down low their strength showed if, if they were missing a shot or two here uh they were getting the offensive boards um missouri is an interesting team going into the tournament um they'll be uh they'll clearly be in the field we'll see where they're seated uh i i think this alabama team is is finding their stride again uh i know it's emotionally been a rough ride for them uh with all the uh off the court issues but they seem to be able to put that aside when the game comes on and they really have taken it to whoever's in front of them. And uh, I'll let someone other take the other game, but uh should be a fantastic game. I think Bama has too much tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'll A&M beat up on Vanderbilt. Stalika. Vanderbilt probably not going to get in the tournament. We, we don't think. Well, it seems case. to be more of a 50, uh, 50 proposition. I don't believe our committee did not take uh, Vanderbilt right here. Of course, I guess getting, Somewhat blown out today it does leave kind of a bad final impression. But man, has it been like a a furious month and a half for the Commodores just to get back in the picture? And who do you like tomorrow, Slika? Though Alabama versus A and M. I'm going to go with uh, Alabama right here. Yeah, I, I think Alabama's played really good. I think this could be a blowout yeah. actually. Uh, Griggs. American semifinals, speaking about blowouts, we had a pair of them. As, as Houston and Memphis uh, both said, there's not going to be any bid thief in the American either. Uh, the biggest story here may be Marcus Sasser, who left with a groin injury for Houston. Right. Uh, I, and I think his prognosis is good, at least as far as the NCAA tournament. He may not play tomorrow. But, yeah. I, I, would, I, mean, not let, I would not let him play tomorrow. I, I, I wouldn't not. let him because I don't I don't think it matters. I. It, Houston was the first place team. Houston has already beaten Memphis twice. I don't think they helped themselves by beating them a third time, and I don't think the committee dings them if they fail to do something for a third time that they've already done twice. I, I wouldn't even let them play. Uh, uh, anyway, if you, the next question, who wins? Uh, the last time they played, it was down to the wire, last second shot. That was at Memphis, though. I, I think Houston goes ahead and wins it and gets it done. If even, with, Memphis, even, even without Sasser. Even without Sasser. If Memphis does win, uh, how much does that change the complexion of their profile? And is this one of those contingency situations where the committee submits two brackets, which, which they do? I don't think so. I just think it's the late game. They don't want to get into it. They're going to field. They're going to put Memphis in the field. We've heard this. We've seen this before. The late games and even a lot of the games on Sunday just don't seem to matter to the committee. It's like they didn't even play. They didn't even take it into account. I don't see Memphis getting a big jump if they win this game. Tomorrow. The reason I think they might, though, is because of how much it changes the complexion of this profile. Go ahead, Chad. Well, I was just going to say one way we could find out tomorrow is should Alabama – well, regardless of what it should Houston lose this game, and if they end up number three overall, below behind Kansas, I think that means that they do take this game into account because I think this Houston team 
should probably be number one overall. Worst case, number two overall behind Alabama uh, heading into tomorrow. But uh, also, I, I don't I don't know how much you does Memphis go up a seed line. They might, um, but I, I do agree with Dorman that that there is. You know, are they really going to want to submit four, four, you know, probably four brackets? They would say who, whether who wins Purdue and Penn State as well, or are they just going to? I don't, I don't think one? they'll do one for. Well, maybe if Penn State wins, because but, but is there an argument with Purdue wins that there are one seed, and, and maybe Texas is down on the two line? So I think this you got no. the same thing going on there in the Big Ten, Griggs. I think you yeah. really do. I think, I think Houston and Purdue both end up on the one seed tomorrow, whether they win or lose. Uh, let's go back here to the. Uh, Slika, eight ten. It was semifinal day, and after all that, we end up with the top two seeds, VCU and Dayton. Uh, Fordham fever is gone. Well, Fordham fever also dissipated with a a technical foul and a potential dust up between a couple of players, <laughs> where it looked like an official also got accidentally pushed by a Ram player as well. Cooler heads did prevail, but it did seem to take the wind out of the sails for a Fordham at least. And yeah, it was a it was a late fifteen to four run by Dayton in a game that was close the whole way, so yeah. that was kind of rough uh, for the Rams. Uh, Griggs, VCU versus Dayton tomorrow. Who do you got? VCU, um, but but it's going to be a really good game. When I say VCU, I'm thinking I'm more 55-45 for the Rams. I could see Dayton beating them. The two split during the regular year, actually split on the road. So, uh, you, you know, what we used to call the road win exchange program uh, w- between Creighton and Wichita State years ago. I think it's going to be a really good game, actually. And it means a lot because the winner gets in, the loser most likely doesn't. And I think VCU in particular has been playing really well and will give a five-seed fits in the round of 64. And and I think VCU fans are going to be extremely shocked if they lose this game and don't make the NCAA tournament, but that's just the way the VCU fan base is. I don't think they belong in. (laughs) Um, Dorman, it was one more conference here. Let's see if we can get it up here. The Ivy League semifinals today. Uh, Yale took care of Cornell in a real good game between Penn and Princeton. Yeah, Penn and Princeton was back and forth the entire second half. Uh, Coach Donahue of Penn had his guys ready. Uh, he had to play Princeton in Princeton's on Princeton's home court. They they had some. They had clearly had a fan advantage, but Penn brought some brought some supporters. Uh, this is going to be a terrific final tomorrow. But I, I was more I was most impressed today with Yale. Yale took Cornell out of their game. Uh, they pressured the ball defensively. Uh, I'm taking Yale over Princeton in a uh, should be a good Ivy League final. I'm with you. Uh, Salika, you got Yale also, or are you going Princeton? I'm going to go with uh, home, the hometown Princeton Tigers here. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's it for tomorrow's games. That's it for today's games. Uh, let's go ahead with a couple other things here. We had our mock committee, though. Met, Ooh, met today. Yeah. Let me blow this up a little bit busy, bigger here. Busy day. And what we have here, as you can see, is we we did select our final teams in. Uh, at the end of the day, our last four teams that got voted in were Boise State, Utah State, Arizona State, and NC State. Also voted in today were Rutgers, Mississippi State, Penn State, and Providence. Uh, and then we did our initial seating there. You can see on the right-hand side from Houston all the way down to Texas Southern, there are 71 teams. Uh it should be only 70 right now because I did not Southern have time. Southern Utah to, is out of there. So, yes. Because with Southern Utah's lo- loss, they will just automatically disappear and everyone will move up. When the Ivy League and the A-10 games go final tomorrow, we'll be down to 68. 
Uh, we just kind of see the extra teams so that they're all in. But Salika, any other thoughts on uh, what we did tonight? Well, if we're looking at the uh, four teams that just narrowly missed the field, that's going to be Clemson, Nevada, Vanderbilt, and Oklahoma State. It is possible that a motion could be made during our final meeting tomorrow to basically consider swapping one of these teams with a team like NC State, who happened to be our very last team voted in. But that is going to be a very difficult motion to pass at this stage. Uh, I might be in favor. I'm not, I'm not in love with the NC State profile, but... Uh... You know, we'd have to get it past our entire committee, and and it's right. it's very difficult to get a team out. Yeah, and uh, just yeah. three no votes will keep them from getting out. But we also started some of our initial scrubbing of the seed list is not done. Uh, by the time we finished, we were down around the eleven ten end of the ten line, beginning of the eleven line. I think there's going to Griggs be some some movement as to who our first four teams are. Uh, yeah, Arizona State might so. might be coming out of that first four from what we, our initial discussions were. I think right. Yeah, uh, we'll see again tomorrow. We might factor in tomorrow's games. Do we do a contingency for Houston or, or for, excuse me, uh, Memphis or Penn State if they win? Um, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, a little more to be done. Uh, the real committee is probably about where we are. We have no way of knowing. They don't they don't. They haven't been answering the phone. I don't yeah, know they why. Actually, they actually did come on TV, and they, they said that they would. They had, I believe, uh, eight or nine seed lines seated initially. Okay, yeah. and they, they had all but a couple at-large spots filled, and, uh, and they had a separate group that was – they have a separate subcommittee that does the bottom of the seed list here. We don't we, – we work on that all together. We think that's one of our favorite parts here, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, also, our survival board, as a result of today's games, I don't have yesterday's number. We were just a little under 100. But as a result of today's games, we are down to 82 teams left uh, with yeah. a chance to win it all. Uh, it will only go down by two more. It'll be down at 80 uh, with the Ivy League and the A-10 losers coming off. So that will be our final count before selection before the selection show, Griggs. Yeah, down the 80 teams. So, again, from the 80 80- uh, 32 get in automatically, and then of the rest of the 48, they they have to select 36. Yep, and it, if you look on this, this tells the committee what they should be doing if, if yeah. they haven't done it yet. Uh, so there are teams that are crossed off in red there, like uh, let's say Tulane, if they're thinking about whether Tulane should be in. The answer is no. No, no they should not be. If they're thinking about whether or not Iowa State should be in, though, they're in blue and listed as a lock, so that means... They, they are absolutely in. They have to take them. Yeah. Okay. And if they're wondering about, say... Um, let's find a team down here. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Utah State. What yeah, that's a them? good... Well, I mean, they, they, they have to work on it, and that's probably one of the teams when they came on TV that they hadn't quite selected yet, because again, like there's only so many teams in blue on here and they probably just haven't finished the other ones. Okay. So they got to think about those. Uh, yeah. That finishes up the show and uh, nothing else to do. Is there? Oh, no, no, I got to get, I, I got to get out of here. Uh, I'm out of here today. For those of you that have been following, this is his day. last chance. Griggs has been locked away squarely in the puppet bunker. And we've been giving him every night a chance to get out. All he has to do is I've guess. I've gotten the uh, questions right every night. I guess a them. pair of blind resumes. And I got a couple couple tricky ones here for you because we really don't want you out, Griggs. Uh, uh, see oh, if you no. can figure out who these two teams oh. are, left and right. Uh, I, I I'm not giving you any clues even this time because, mm. quite frankly, uh, 
I think we should leave you in there through the end of the NCAA tournament. Well, well I I know who these are. I'm pretty sure. I think I it's um these are the two darlings. These are the two fevers. I I it, this is Youngstown State <laughs> and Fordham. No. What I got it. Oh my God, guys. He's right. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm getting out of here, God. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Griggs. We really thought you were going to be locked in. Too bad no one has the keys, but. Key- no Wait, hold on. No one has the keys. Hold on a sec. Hold on a second. Chad, get me out of here. Oh. Chad, get me Three out of don't really, anyone don't look see at the me. keys? Oh, no, I don't. I never saw them. <laughs> what did uh, you do with them after you locked me in here? I got the answer right. That bi- there was that big round box that was sitting there. That, that was said, the garbage, you idiot. Got good news for you, everyone. Griggs is still in the puppet I, bunker. Let's no. go to final thoughts. Sleeka. No. <laughs> One of the Easter eggs that we're going to be looking for in the next two days is going to be the uh, 2023 AC8 field. I have an inkling that two of the teams are probably going to be our Stallings and Centenary Award winners, but I'm really curious to see what other prizes uh, Chad has up his sleeve for this one. And will any games actually be played in 2023? Our famous AC8 tournament. Yep. Uh, Dorman, your final thoughts. Uh, yes, if you don't know him, uh, All-American forward from Penn State, Jalen Pickett, is a absolute pleasure to watch. He is amazing and awesome, and he uses his body better than anyone in the game, a cop in the college game. Watch him tomorrow in the final. He's great. And I'm going to give you two teams that if there is a shocker on the bracket, I got two schools that might be the uh, shockers. Uh, I do agree with our committee and what we came up with. Two teams, though, that might shock everyone and become on the bracket, North Texas and Nevada. Ooh, North Texas would be a huge shock. Uh, Nevada. I would love it. Nevada would not be a total shock to me, but I I could see it happening. Um, Griggs. For the most part, especially if a team's coming from a multi-bid league, if they're on the bubble and their bid gets stolen, I, I tend to think that's more on them than the team that stole it. And I'm probably not going to agree with everything the committee does tomorrow. I almost never do. I don't think anyone ever does. But like, rarely do I feel like it was like somebody that should have been a six or a seven seed that got left out. And rarely do I think, with the exception of maybe once or twice, that it was a team that was nowhere near the discussion that didn't at least have a case. I, I, I every, It seems like every year everybody reacts to something the committee did is like the biggest miscarriage of justice in the history of sports. But I, I still think that at the end of the day, it's a 30-plus game season. If you're on the bubble, you had a chance to get inside of it. If you're outside of it, you had a chance to get on it. Uh, I, I don't typically feel sympathy for people that don't get selected, even if it's a team that we ourselves selected. I agree. And uh, at this point in time, though, I do want to thank everyone uh, for joining us. We are not done for the season by any means, even though we're done with our video notebooks. We will be back again, not tomorrow, got the night off. Uh, Monday night, though, we're going to be doing our our NCAA tournament preview show. We'll have one show each week throughout the tournament. Uh, so, Check back in Monday night. We'll be reviewing the bracket, telling you about, telling you about our thoughts on how what the committee did, 
we will be giving you a, our picks as to who's going to win, win, it, win it all. Uh, we'll even be filling out a bracket on the show. And most importantly, as Sleeka hinted out, we will be revealing this year's AC8 tournament, host, sponsored by Hoops HD. It's a champion's tournament we've run every year for like eight or nine years now, I think. Maybe the, it's up there on the top of the one of the tabs. Uh, had a little bit of problems. We haven't actually had any games played yet, but this year I've got I got my fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, on that note, though, on behalf of David Dorman, John Sleeka, David Griggs, I'm Chad Sherwood. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you again in just a couple nights. <laughs>